All right, welcome to Old School, Jane Cougar, Ben Mankiewicz. I have a lot of fun topics for you guys today, including testing out my life-changing epiphanies that we talked about in the last Old School. Mm-hmm. I made a very bold move today, can't wait to run it by you, Ben. All right. But there's also a ton of politics and I, it keeps drawing me back in. Trump did another crazy presser. I said insane things, the Democrats are the worst, progressives are the best. <laughs> I got all that on my mind. But first, before we do anything else, Edwin, take a shot here of, uh, of this wonderful shirt, okay? Because get a load of what I found at the in my drawer here. Now it says uh, Thug Life. As you all know, uh, we're sponsored by shoptyt.com. And yes, that's a picture of me from Contact. That's the screenshot. Oh, oh. so who's, see, who, is see, the, who is the guy? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. That's Matthew McConaughey. Yes, and that's a random lady. That's an extra that the whole time. Oh, was and that's your on that's your brown jacket. And that's my famous brown jacket. Yeah. yeah, right. That they couldn't. Yeah, that's right. That was me as Herb. Right. That legendary role that I told you guys about in the last old school. I don't know if this shirt still exists on shoptyt.com, but if it does, it won't for long. How, how does this not sell out? <laughs> Thug life. <laughs> I love when Ida says, uh, "I put my thug down for a second to uh, to write Jenk a nice email." <laughs> I love I love everything about Ida Rodriguez. <laughs> She's so great. Okay, so uh, and you could of course get this as well. I think all the promotions are done, but that's okay. There's still great stuff. Tyt hoodie. Uh, everybody check it out. Okay. Ah. Uh, uh, all right, I'll start with the fun stuff before we go to politics. And there is a super cool progressive badass move that I loved. I'm not sure you'll love Ben uh, that I'm gonna get to in a sec. But so this morning I'm running late to the doctor. I'm gonna have my physical, uh, yearly physical and and I'm having breakfast. Um, and I gotta wrap it up and I timed it poorly. You've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I gotta leave it kind of, Half uh, uneaten, unenjoyed, uh, and kind of ruined breakfast, etc. But damn, it's a good breakfast. Where would where, you have? I had uh, banana pancakes and a side of sunny side up eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't like my pancakes to have anything in them. Yeah, I, it's an acceptable position to have. A blue, but, I will tolerate an occasional blueberry pancake. Yeah, I would encourage you to tolerate a banana instead. Uh, sliced bananas on top of a pancake uh, never did anybody any harm. Of course, it's the. Do you add? Do you put syrup on it? Yes, I do. Yes, I, I, there's a place where I get Oreo cookie French toast, and sometimes I'll add bananas on top of that. Mm-hmm. That I do not add syrup to because it already has whipped cream, and the whipped cream is delicious and plenty. It doesn't need syrup because I don't like things that are that sweet. So light syrup on the banana pancakes, and. Um, and you know what I did? Here's the bold move that I made this morning. It's like, no, I'm going to enjoy this breakfast and I'm going to be late to the doctor. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I did it. But what happened? The doctor, they never say, we can't, he can't see. Actually, with mine, sometimes they do. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on how late you are. Yeah, so no, and, and at that moment, I decided I, for two things, most important one. By a mile is, I will no longer live my life in fear. 
right? And, oh, I'm afraid of being late to the doctor. I'm afraid of the consequences. I'm what And then I thought, well, what's the worst that could happen? I show up 10 minutes late, 15 minutes late, and they go, hey, you know what? You're gonna have to come back in another day. Oh, great. Okay. It's almost a almost a win. <laughs> no, it's not because I'm, you know, my schedule is crazy, and that'd be a pain in the ass. But you know what? I was like, no, I'm gonna. Jimmy told me to live in the moment. I told myself to live in the moment. That's right. I'm gonna live in the moment, right? And man, did I enjoy the shit out of those pancakes well. and the eggs. And I think that that's really the appetizing way you want to describe that. I, I've never. The thing I like least about you, I think, is that you like sunny side up eggs. Hmm. That's you don't. What is? What's your? How do you eat your eggs? Over fucking easy, like an American. Hmm. You know, but the thing is, I think that the distinction between over easy and sunny side up is one of the smallest distinctions there are. But there is a great disparity in how people feel about it, even though it's almost the same exact thing. No, you could just turn it over. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. but I mean, if I get a sunny side up egg, I turn it over. Yeah, like what's the difference? It's the same yolk either way. It because looks, you can prepare eggs in a way that does not have that similar yolk. But I mean, over and easy, over and easy, over easy and sunny side up are not cousins, they're brothers. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Right. So it's weird that you hate one of the brothers. It's just it's a dumb expression, and I don't care for it when you say it. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think that's uh, quizzical. Uh, but but I enjoy the level of eccentricity eggs in that. Eggs should be fried eggs is a great thing, a fried egg, and uh -huh. there's an art to it, right? Uh -huh. To making sure it's over easy and not things that don't even exist, over medium and over hard. Those are made up, right? Uh -huh. Like just because there's over easy, there doesn't have to be the other two. Uh -huh. The other two are, I'm going to ruin the eggs, uh -huh. right? Yeah. I mean, what's the point of having eggs if you're if there's no yolk? Well, I, right. We ask Americans this right. important question. Right. What but to me, there's a skill in making it look good, and you flip it over and you get a little cooking on the back. But of course, as you say, a cousin to the sunny side up, it's still got a tremendously runny yolk that you can enjoy and put your yeah. bread product in. Yeah, I, I think we're splitting yolks. But <laughs> uh, so, so what happened? So I, I go to the. Yeah, what happened? We, America wants to know. Right. So I go to the doctor's office, and then I have to make a second decision. Do I, um, uh, so the, the, the second thing that I decided before I get to the second decision was, hey, I'm just gonna live with the consequences. It is what it is, okay? I'm gonna live in the moment, I love this breakfast, I'm gonna enjoy it more, I, but most importantly, I'm not gonna be afraid of the, the consequences, I'm just gonna deal with the consequences, that's it, just, that's it. And, and uh, so I get there, and the second decision I gotta make is, do I park in a free parking lot that's about Seven and a half minutes away, or do I pay the twelve dollar exorbitant fee at that parking lot? Right, a free parking lot. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, there is one in the area, but it's a walk. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, and and I decided, nah, I'm too late. I gotta mm -hmm. I gotta bite That's the right. bullet. And so when I made the decision to put that extra bite of banana pancake in my mouth it or came, the it extra came, it, came at, it came at a literal cost. That's right, mm -hmm. I had to, mm -hmm. so when I said I'm gonna live with the consequences, $12 was part of the consequence. It was painful, but I did it, and it was the right thing. Because yeah. as it turned out, I got up there and they said, ooh, you're 10 minutes late. And I was like, oh, okay, here it is. Right. And they're like, he'll have a little less time for you. And I was like, I did it. Right. I made both both decisions were correct. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of the remaining breakfast. You saved uh, the appointment. I cost saved the twelve dollars. It cost me twelve dollars, and 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 I and he's not going to hurry. 
He's going to do no, the He's a doctor. Way. He's a doctor. He's yeah. going to do a fine thing, mm-hmm. right? But if I had gone to the other parking lot, ooh, you're 17 minutes late. Yeah, he's not going to be like, I see a mass in the back of your throat, but it's already 9.30. <laughs> you know? Oh, there's a yeah. giant lump here. Oh, we're out of time. Okay, well, you know, that'll show you. Don't show up 10 minutes late next time. Right, doctors aren't, but the only doctors who do that are therapists. Like, it uh-huh. does not matter what you're saying at that point. Yeah, so well, then I murdered someone, and I was feeling kind of guilty about it. Hold oh, that thought, hold that yeah. thought. Next week. Although <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you. You tell me where the body is. Uh, I, I've i heard now two people say this about their psychiatrist, and I thought, oh, that's a good trick. Um, where they told a story as time was running out, and the psychiatrist said, I never do this, but hold on a second. And uh, dial up their assistant and said, I'm going to need an extra hour here. I'm going to need more time. Mm. And like who, the person on the receiving end of that was like, this is my guy. I'm never leaving this therapist. <laughs> right. What because he realizes the depths of my problems. Right, right, right. Right? It's I, funny that two different people told me that story. I'm like, is that a thing? Is that a thing that therapists do? I, I don't and think, if they do, it's brilliant. I don't know of any therapist except a therapist in a movie that buzzes an assistant. Who has an assistant? <laughs> well, the first the one I'm talking about was in Turkey. Oh, all right. I mean okay. back in the day, somebody yeah, would, or a yeah. receptionist or something. I don't know. Right, but now you can't. It's just no, you just go in. It's like nobody yeah. has a receptionist. <laughs> they did on Sopranos, didn't they? <laughs> no, Dr. Melfi, I don't think she no, she She had a waiting room. She had a waiting room. They have a waiting room, but there's nobody there to buzz. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so uh, it turns out living in the moment, it works. But again, I just, I'm triple emphasizing it here because live a life without fear. It's fascinating and it's I, wonderful and it's liberating. I have made a decision uh, in life that when I'm late, I will, uh, I will park most conveniently, no matter the cost. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. that cost is glaring. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, it's the lot that's there, and it's a twenty-two dollar maximum, which you hit after you know six minutes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. You mean downtown, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or Beverly Hills. You know, yeah. you got to go to a lunch or whatever, and they're like, nope. Because sometimes the lot, the pre lots in Beverly Hills, like you go at lunchtime. There's like cars around the block waiting to get in. Yeah, like no. you can't do it. And yep. I, mean, I mean, you have to get there early. And what am I going to do? Leave earlier? I don't think so. <laughs> As we also discussed yeah. earlier, leaving earlier, well, what are you, yeah. un-American? Not really an option, yeah. Yeah, uh, I feel like a man today because of that decision. <laughs> Which one? Which one, the pay to the park or, or, to, no. or to, to eat the eat the Eat the breakfast. Eat the breakfast. No, I'm going to do things on my terms, okay? Um, and, and then, oh, here's another epiphany I had. Uh, I realized, you know what, I have to be honest with myself. I really like that thing that they put on your arm to take the blood pressure. Oh, you like that roll wrap? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like as they were doing, I was like, oh wait. That the feeling I've had for all these years every time they do this is like, yeah. And I look forward to it every time. And I just realized that today for the first time. I was like, go for it. <laughs> you sure? You can make it a little tighter. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Velcro thing. I like that it gets tighter. I like the way that it slowly eases up. <laughs> you know who uh, hates that? Um, my mother. My mother loves to say, to claim pain where there is no pain. Like she'll say, ow, to a sound. <laughs> right? <laughs> that sounds like something awesome that, like Dr. Evil would say. My father would say, ow, to a sound. Yeah, well, she, <laughs> but like she's got a walker now, and the walker, you know, it's got brakes, right? You can clip the handles up like a bike so that it doesn't mm. roll away from them. 
And then when you unclip it, you just push the brakes down, right? And it makes a sound, but it goes like, right? And you do that. If she's nearby and her hands are nearby, she goes, ow! Uh-huh. You're like, did your finger get stuck in it? No, you're not yeah. touching it. Yeah. Nothing happened. But yeah. she likes to claim pain all the time. So uh, always saying ow like in a car if you stop short. Mm-hmm. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> and so she, uh, every time when that goes on, the one ch- ooh! <laughs> you're going to strangle my arm. <laughs> You know, and you just have to sort of lower your head and, you know. <laughs> and just bear through it. Like, yeah, yeah, mom, they're not going to not gonna strangle your arm. This is not an Alzheimer's thing. This is this dates this this was, is 20, yeah. 25 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, am I the only one that has a blood pressure measure fetish? Yes. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. definitely. Well, I mean, not everyone has a, you know, there's hardly a fetish you can come up with that, like, there isn't a group for, but not that one. Like if you went online and all right, well, let's see. <laughs> let's try and see what happens. Yeah. Okay, I just realized people probably put it somewhere else. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> blood pressure wrap, blood uh-huh. pressure cuff. Hmm. Fetish. Let's see how quick. F. Not yet. F E. No. Fear. Blood pressure cuff. Fear. Blood pressure cuff. Feeling on left arm. F-E-T, no. No, it doesn't come up right away. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I can't imagine that it would come up, right? Like, I can imagine that it exists. Well, here's the thing. Blood Pressure Cuff Makes Me and You Very Horny by Michelle Goldie and Kate BB. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, you know what? Oh, my God. To fourth, my community of blood pressure measure fetishists. I'm going to make you read the fourth thing down. Okay. This one? Yeah. Blood pressure, pressure, cuff porn videos. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm not alone. Yeah. By the way, here you can watch free blood pressure, cuff porn videos. <laughs> oh, is that right? Oh, okay. I know you. You don't like to pay for it. That's yeah. true. Unless you're like, well, I blew the twelve dollars <laughs> on the parking lot. So. <laughs> wow. Blood pressure fetish photos and other amusements. Wow. <laughs> yeah. God go. bless America. <laughs> See, that's the America I know and love, okay? Not the Republican version where everybody's judging each other and not jacking off the blood pressure cuffs. <laughs> Which, by the way, I have not done, to be completely clear. Okay. Well, where were you at freedom when somebody's like, oh, yeah, let's put blood pressure cuff on it? And you're like, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. That's why it's called America. Stars and stripes, brother. Yeah. All right, well, I'm wrong People again. People died for that freedom. Wrong again, Bob. Apparently, <laughs> apparently you were not the only one. All right. So, I like it too, but it is I, I do not think of it as a like it is a, you know, it's just it's a rare thing where you can where you feel work being done. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. like like they're doing it and they put it on yeah. and you're like I am at the doctor. That's right. Yeah, it's a thing. Right, That's a right. Thing. It's a thing. Right. It makes you feel like, well, I did something today. I went and got my blood pressure thing. They're checking blah, 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 blah. it out. This is medicine yeah. working. Yeah. yeah, and in fact, that's now you just made me realize. Big M medicine, yeah. Why I liked uh, that I got a flu shot. Oh, I love getting a flu shot. <laughs> because I don't know, like, I just realized this because, hey, I did like a lot of things today. I got my blood pressure taken, and I got a flu shot. Yeah. Today was a day. Yeah, today was a day. <laughs> Okay, by the way, I know the country's uh, wondering, and so was my doctor. You know, I've told this story many times. Every time I go to the doctor, the doctor's always shocked when uh, good results come in. 
Uh, and it makes sense. They're like, look, you're 48 and seriously overweight. Uh, so you should be a mess. And it's always a puzzle as to why I'm not. Um, and uh, blood pressure, 115 over 68. So that's good, right? 120 over 80 sort of norm, so that's. Yeah, uh, yeah, my doctor said nearly perfect. Yeah. So I'm not saying anything, I'm mm. just telling you what the doctor said. Saying to everybody, have some, have some banana pancakes tomorrow and don't work out. Yeah, <laughs> live a life without fear. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, exercise. So um, I got two Young Turks shout outs today on my jog. Oh, you took a jog today? Yeah, I did. Um, well, I had the banana camp pancakes. <laughs> when do no, you take the, the way, jog, right in the first thing in the morning? Or? Nah, it varies greatly depending on my schedule. Like, I try to squeeze it in. Today was a bit disastrous because it threw off everything else. Uh, but uh, um, late morning? Late morning, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, exercise has stopped working for me. It no longer, I no longer lose any weight. I've, yeah. I've plateaued on, on exercise. It doesn't matter. I did, uh, so I, I missed a lot of exercise earlier in the year because of crazy schedules. Earlier in the year, like Monday or like Tuesday and oh, Wednesday? Okay. <laughs> earlier last year, very oh, clever. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so when we had the holidays and we stayed at the house largely, I was like, oh, great, I'll get a lot of exercise. And then I did. I went 11 straight days of exercising. Mm. Did not move the needle by one pound. Nothing. Right. Nothing at all. Made no difference. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it's ever done that for me. It's just obviously it's just good for you. It's, but it's great for you. Yeah. That's why I, you know, have overall uh, pretty good health. It's, you still should be concerned about the weight because it could lead to things coming up real quick and catch you off guard, uh, you know, later. Uh, so, but anyways, but at least exercise uh, keeps me in decent shape. But it's doing nothing for my weight. It's I'm done. Like I, it's probably an age thing, but I hit a, a wall somewhere and I and. Uh, I can't budget. I can budget with food. Uh, yeah, of course. Right. You but stop I can't. eating, you'll lose yeah. weight. Yes. That's a guarantee. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought that that you, I, you know, eating banana pancakes mm -hmm. with Coke, by the way. <laughs> of course, with Coke. And a side of sunny and side of eggs. Did that. Would, would lead to extra weight. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought it? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, look, uh, I have... Uh, they pay me for my political acumen, but apparently not for my diet acumen. No, but to be fair to me... They don't pay anything, you pay. <laughs> I, know. Um, I only ate two-thirds of one pancake. Mm -hmm. I actually, I don't eat that much. It's not that much, right? You ate two-thirds of one pancake? You don't yeah. need me to tell you that's not that much. Of course not. Yeah, that's, and the two eggs, right? But that's it. Oh, that's not that much. Yeah. Oh. And, but I, no, it's just it's metabolism. I remember, I had the, the I'm having epiphanies on stuff, but that my dad, um, he he's in good shape. I think I told yeah, you this. Told. Yeah, I think yeah, and and it turns out no, but he was two hundred pounds when he was in like sixth grade. No, he just did that killer diet that actually destroyed his stomach, etc. That's how he got to be in good shape. Yeah, um, it was called "I'm Poor Diet." I'm reading uh, his the rough draft of his book. It turns out he literally couldn't afford anything but bread and water for like a year. Right. Yeah. So that was that diet. Right, that'll lose. Yeah, that'll, that'll you can lose some weight. Although the bread, mm. <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah, They're like, hey, Dogan, look, yeah, easy on the car, easy on the bread. Yeah, he's like, dude, I have to drive all the way back to my hometown, like an hour and a half, in a car I don't have, to get olives. Yeah, here, have another glass. <laughs> <laughs> help, help you knock yourself out. <laughs> um, you know, my dad didn't drive till he was twenty-five. Is that right? Yeah, the first TV he ever saw was when he was twenty-four. Is that right? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Um, 
So uh, lots of amazing things. Um, all right, uh, let's let's go to politics a little bit because I got a vent. Uh, first, kind of fun. Let's start on Trump. Yeah, that was a great uh, the Syria, the sand and death. Yeah, sand and death. Yeah, except he didn't say it like because it arguably could be cool. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not a cool thing to say, but yeah, it, it yeah, could yeah. be a line in a movie. That's you know? right. right. That's right. That's right. Uh, but he didn't even he did not say it in that way. Yeah. No, it's like he just figured it out. Yeah, this is sand and death. Am I wrong? It's sand and death. And he said it. He kept going back to it. So somebody said it to him, like uh-huh. twenty minutes before he went out and yeah, made, no, made the no press. Yeah. yeah. So my favorite. There's so many uh, pieces of madness in there. But literally, literally, our president so Matthew is McConaughey on your shirt, and I don't. I say this with no judgment. But it, it looks like uh, uh, it looks like Steve Carell as a woman. Huh. Interesting. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, that hair is flowing and beautiful. I actually think he looks like your mom a little bit. All right, I'll go with that. Like you Steve, see what Car- I'm but I think it's like Steve Carell and imitating mom. my mother. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know what uh, is actually really striking is how skinny I am. Oh yeah, you're well. I mean, yeah. anybody who's seen uh, uh, you know uh, uh, Mad as Hell, you know. Yeah, young uh, 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 public access Jenk was uh, on bread and water. Yeah, yeah. I, I still doctors say no, but I don't believe them. I think the steroids messed up my metabolism way, way worse because I got really sick and I had to go on steroids, and they gave me gave me moon face. That's temporary, mm. but that's exactly when I jumped from one ninety five to two thirty to forty, and I never recovered. Mm. So it could be coincidentally like, hey, you are also worth 31, and as you get older. Or, or, or the disease did it. Like right. the actual disease That's affected less the metabolism. Uh, yeah. It is, doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I went to the doctor today, so yeah, don't right. mess with me on medical knowledge. <laughs> I have a blood pressure taken today. I'm pretty sure I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I, I think I, that's what I, I never recovered. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> All right, fair okay. enough. Yeah. All right, anyway, so no, my favorite line from Trump was, he said, my second favorite line was, he's like, I could have been a general. <laughs> I don't think I saw that, maybe I just yeah. saw it in the shorter clip. Yeah, well, not really, no, because no. <laughs> the first thing you have to do to be a general is join the military. Right, yeah. And um, good news for you, you had the opportunity. Yeah. Mm, bad news for you, oh, the bone spurs. The bone spurs in one of your two feet. <laughs> yes. Uh, but he did have a very strong letter from his doctor. He did have a strong letter from his yeah. doctor. By the way, why is that doctor pressing, the, the other doctor, his recent doctor, why isn't he pressing charges? I want him to press charges for the break in at his office. Oh, right, because he thinks Trump people broke into his office. Not he thinks, he knows. And yeah, they came into his office and they. they oh, not, not in the dead of night. They just came yeah, in yeah. the middle of the day. Yeah, Trump's and- security came in. And stole Trump's files, and yeah. the doctor said, "You do not have permission to do that." This is Dr. Bornstein, yeah, the, right. the final crazy, doctor. crazy Dr. Right. Bornstein. Yeah, he's like, "You don't have permission." I forgot to do that, that story. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, whatever. Step aside," and they just took his files. Yeah. I mean, everybody forgets that story. It's deranged. Although I bet, I bet. I mean, I, again, I, I don't know, and I, I, I'm not. I don't hold some special belief that that Bob Mueller has some secret thing on Trump, but he does. He has a zillion secret things on Trump, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they are literally secrets, not secrets like conspiracy secrets. They're just secrets. He knows them, we don't. His mm-hmm. staff knows them, we don't. You know why? Yeah. They're keeping a secret. You know, <laughs> um, eventually they'll tell us. And who knows? Maybe one of those things is, you know, and, and that they went and talked to Dr. Bornstein. 
Well, that you would know? be you fascinating. Know? That would be great, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I doubt it because it seems, because that's the thing with Trump, he floods the field, right? Or floods the zone, and so. I like, just, I don't think that somebody, given that story, I don't think someone at the at the special counsel's office was said to, Bob Mueller said to his deputies, anything here? And somebody was like, eh, too much. But they don't, it's not like it didn't occur to them. I believe that. Yeah, it, because why steal your files from your own doctor's office? Right. What a, I mean, what an insane president we have. He's insane. Yeah, so, okay, second favorite was, I could have been a general, I'd have been a good one, okay? The first one was, oh, I, uh, Iran in the Middle East. No, 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 I talk about it all the time with my generals and they're really good looking. Even better looking than Tom Cruise, they're like out of a movie. So here's a great moment for me. I read that on Twitter and thought it was someone joking because I had just seen the sand and death. Yeah. Right? And I was like, you know, holy Christ, right? Yeah. Sand and death and the Kurds, right? You know, mm -hmm. the Kurds, they're selling, the, they're selling some of their oil to Iran, right? We don't like that. We don't like that. We don't like that, right? Uh -huh. And I'm like, yeah, you're abandoning them. And what are they supposed to do, right? What are, their, what are our rules for what the Kurds get to do, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I was sort of just grossed out. By him, and then I saw that, and I thought, yeah, that sounds like the kind of thing he'd say. That's good. I was like a Tom Cruise line, but he said he wouldn't say that. I literally. So until nope. you've just repeated, I thought that was a real. He said it. Wow, I thought that was some. I thought that was like Andy Borowitz paraphrasing, yeah. if, or, or uh, you know, creating or making up what Trump might have said. Yeah, look, the emperor has no clothes story. It's we're in it. We're right in the thick of it. The emperor has no mind. And we're treating him like he's a sane person when he makes decisions on foreign policy based on how good looking his generals are. I've seen some of these generals. It's just, I don't think that doesn't come to mind as my first thought about it. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, Mattis, I mean, I, I mean, guess I'm, he's I'm, all right. I'm not knocking him. I'm sure some <laughs> yeah. women find that very attractive. That's great. You know, but, he but, looks like a tough guy, you know. But yeah. Yeah. And then Stanley, this is not part of the press conference, but Stanley McChrystal. We're not a fan of. I mean, it was a Young Turks contributor who got him fired in the first place, Michael Hastings. And he worked at the Young Turks at the time. He wrote the story for Rolling Stone, but he came on TYT and talked about it, etc. So I got no love for Ben Crystal. And, but, you know, he's obviously a bright guy. And Trump, what do you call him? He's like, oh, he's a dope. Oh, come on. He called McChrystal a dope? Yeah, because McChrystal was uh, criticizing him. Yeah. Really? Really, Trump? You're calling somebody a dope? Yeah, you're calling somebody a dope. And what do you say about Mitt Romney today? I don't know. Who yeah. can keep up? Because Romney wrote the, yeah. the op-ed in the post. Yeah, yeah wrote the op-ed declaring his run for presidency. That guy, man, he's got an incurable case of uh, it, it, not like drive. He just, he wants to be president so, so badly. Well, how many times has he run? Did he run in 2008? Yeah. Yeah, he ran in 2008 and then 2012 got the nomination. And he thought about 2016, you remember he flirted with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's sort of, it's, it's not, incon I mean, he wouldn't be the first guy to run for president that many times. And, mm -hmm. and it makes sense, like he never suffered a humiliating defeat, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, remember in 2012, the only humiliating part was they thought they were gonna win. You know, that was when the analytics proved right. I mean, again, people don't know what they're talking about. The analytics were really right, again, in 2016 for the most part. And uh, um, so, but you know, remember, because uh, we, we read that great thing from, 
uh, Peggy Noonan in the Wall Street Journal. She's like, I've seen way more Romney street signs yeah, back in my home in Ohio <laughs> and in my neighborhood in, outside DC. And I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, I don't care what the polls say that Obama's winning by about four and a half points. I and I guess the Romney people just believed they were going to win. Yeah, it's called delusion. Um, uh. But he didn't. But he wasn't humiliated either time. And now it makes sense. I mean, now there's been a, especially if you are of a person like Romney and you believe that there's something wrong with Trump. I mean, he won't come out and say it quite enough. I mean, it was great. God bless him for what he did do. But uh, you know, he still defended him a ton in the campaign because he didn't want to undercut Republican yeah, he's support. He's such a slimy politician. It's not going to work. I mean, it, I think that this is counterproductive. He, he's angling for, uh, you know, if Trump goes under, much more likely than if Trump's still there and he's going to primary him. I don't, a, I don't see. It's a very it's, tough. It's what John Kasich said. The same thing. I, I don't see how anybody. Kasich said, I can't beat him in a primary, which is a really great, candid thing. Oh, that is Kasich wonderful said. of him to say. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'd like, you know, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, interested in running, but I can't beat him in a primary. I'm just telling you, that's a fact. Right. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. And uh, I really respect that, that, he, that he's honest about that. Anyway, so yeah, he's, but I'm sure that they're all thinking, well, tick tock, tick tock. Yeah, I can, I can run against Mike Pence. Yeah. Mitt Romney's thinking, what, I'm just going to let Pence take it? Or Jeff Flake? He's like, no, 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 no. no. If, I mean, if Trump drops out, then 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 there'll be almost as many Republicans as Democrats. There won't oh, be, there won't be, be as a many. Wonderful mess. Oh my God! There'll be twenty five Republicans. I mean, twenty five Democrats and eleven Republicans running for president. There's already. It's a, I mean, it's as if Americans will have some choice. Yeah. In the matter, except oh. Republicans, you saw today, considering abandoning the primaries. Yeah. To I, avoid a challenge to Trump. Yeah. yeah I. I it was a guy named Javon Williams, Williams who said that. I quickly dubbed Javon Wasserman Schultz Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, so uh, no, the, there is already at least thirty-two people that is that are seriously considering running on the Democratic side. So, so I'm going to owe you twenty bucks because we made the bet was, that, you, that you said that they were. Was it fifty? No, we'll have to check the tape. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think I would have agreed to fifty, but maybe I'm. Who knows? I've been wrong a lot lately. Um, it was a year and a half away. Nobody worries about a $50 bet that they don't have to pay off for 18 months. <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> I don't like paying $12 for parking. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to lose, though. Uh, it's going to be a, CNN had 29, and they did on, on a recent thing that they did. Oh, all right, well, then I'm more and, right than I thought. And 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 then didn't include Ojeda right, uh, because or our, Marianne our, our rule was not that you have to formally put it just... Just tell people you're running. Seem like you're running. Yeah. yeah. Now those guys have to eventually actually kind of run, right? They have to like, do a little. They have to do yeah. some stuff. Like, but we're, this bet is going to be decided on uh, uh, some degree of who's the better player. Like when you and I have the bet of like, yeah, you know, uh, for ten dollars is Antonio Brown better than, uh, you know, than Julio uh, Jones. Than, uh, right, uh, right, Julio Jones. And then after a few years, we're like, no, Julio Jones is a little bit better. And then that guy wins. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no, there's going to be definitely a little bit of that. Uh, it, as this here says, in, uh, what mass, this is a list of massive roster of up to 45 Democrats are vying to challenge Trump in 2020. Yeah, because it goes, I mean, it goes super deep. It's, uh, and they didn't, I don't, I don't know if they, I don't think they had Andrew Yang on there. They didn't have Marianne Williamson. They didn't have Joe Sandberg. Uh, so, I mean, it goes, it goes deep. And if the Republicans, uh, if Trump goes away, man, it is going to be a wonderful mess. So uh, then the Trump said that, they're, oh, we got to go for the YouTube guys. Okay, 
Uh, YouTube, uh, much love. Uh, you can get the whole hour and a half of old school at uh, tyt.com slash join. Okay, become a member uh, and uh, and uh, check out the rest of the show. Uh, so I don't get into things that I don't think I can win, Kasich said, according to a report from the Cleveland, Cleveland Plain Dealer. And right now, today, inside the Republican Party, I can't beat Trump in a primary. Ah, yeah. super uh, respect for that. Was that was just less than a month ago. Yeah. Okay. Trump then said uh, the Russians were right to invade Afghanistan. Right. right yeah. Why? Why? He's so weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's collusion. I don't know if that's just he doesn't know anything. Mm. Why would you even say that? What a weird thing to say. Who's, who's talking to? Who's told him that? Bolton? But John Bolton doesn't think that. You know, Bolton's a Russian hater. Putin? I don't know. I don't know. He said uh, Russia used to be the Soviet Union. First of all, yeah, yeah. you don't have to clarify that. We all know that. Okay. He, yeah. There's some chance he just learned. No, yeah. he's got to know that though. He had to know that because he was alive at the time. You could miss that Russia, that what was the Soviet Union was comprised mostly of Russia. You could miss that. If you were Incredibly uneducated and disinterested in the and disinterested, world. Yeah. like no yeah. intellectual curiosity ever, ever. I mean, right. But you'd have to try really hard to miss it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this guy's our president, by the way. Just like to keep reminding you of that. Russia used to be the Soviet Union. Afghanistan made it Russia because they went bankrupt fighting in Afghanistan. Russia. <laughs> I don't, nobody knows what he's saying. And then he went on to say that I thought it, Reagan won the Cold War. Now you're telling me that Osama bin Laden won the Cold War. Ah, because it was bin Laden back then. He was yeah, part of the right. Mujahideen that we had right. armed. That went really well. Uh, but <laughs> we had good-looking generals. Um, he has no timeline in Syria. Of course he doesn't. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, oh, here's the last one. Then he went back to having a pity party about how he was alone in the White House uh, during uh, Christmas break. And he said, you know, no, there was nobody here. And, uh, I, and the Democrats wouldn't come to negotiate with me. And it was so sad. And, and, you know, all there was was the machine gunners. And they wouldn't come in and talk to me. That's the Secret Service with machine guns. Yeah, machine so. gunners. Yeah. 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 No, no, their job is not to come and entertain the president. Was Melania, were Melania and Barron, did they stay or did they go somewhere else? Of course else? not. Yeah. Melania's like, stay with you alone. <laughs> Oh, no, we got to go. <laughs> no, to be fair to Melania, she came back and did the NORAD calls, mm -hmm, right. tracking Santa. That's they told the kids there, there was a, no Santa. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, at seven, it's kind of marginal, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's so dumb. He's so insane and dumb. So, yeah, he says, it's a big house, except for all guys out on the lawn with the machine guns, all alone with the machine gunners. <laughs> Imagine again, it's my favorite game, Obama saying any one, any one of these things. Oh, poor me. He literally wrote poor me in a tweet. He wrote, Obama said one thing. He said uh, that he said 57 states. Right? Yeah, because there's 57 primary contests. Right. That's actually so. Oh, is that, right? is that what it was? I, I literally, because I didn't read into it, because it's meaningless, because. Yeah. 
everyone knows Barack Obama knows how many states there are. Right. Right. right? Yeah. I thought I literally thought, oh, he has no, some Heinz fifty seven sauce like for lunch. He seems like a guy who would like an occasional Heinz fifty seven. And it was on his mind because it's delicious. No, <laughs> it's only it's totally manufactured. It's not even wrong. There are fifty seven primary contests. Right. He's having to say in a shorthanded way fifty seven states. Right. And they're like, oh, he's so dumb. <laughs> he thinks it's fifty seven states. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you want to talk about dumb. Like your leader is one of the lowest IQ guys in America, not in politics, not in public life, in America. Very big IQ, very big IQ, one of the The, biggest. Yeah, the the two things I'm known for in life is uh, having, uh, being like a smart person and and being mentally stable. (laughs) (laughs) If you gotta brag that one of the two things you're known for is being mentally stable, yeah, Something I mean, went wrong in your life at some point. Yeah, you know, people talk about my walking. I'm a good walker. Yeah. Yeah. One of the two things about me that people talk about all the time is my breathing. Right, totally. I'm very I, good. I'm a, I'm a very strong breather. I'm a very strong, <laughs> I'm a very strong smeller. Very strong. Very yeah. strong. Two great things I'm known for being like a smart person and smelling really good. <laughs> Instant coffee. I don't, I don't mean like how I smell, I mean smelling you. I'm really good at smelling. <laughs> Stable. Who brags about that? Look, I'm just trying to tell you guys, the president is insane. And we're all going on about our business like he's not. I mean, these are crazy things that people don't go around talking. If Obama said, oh, poor me, I was in the White House all alone because the Republicans wouldn't come visit me and I was just stuck with the machine gunners. People be like, what the? What, I mean, these are, all these things what, are so much what, worse than, than uh, I'm gonna send my budget man up to the Capitol. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine if Obama had said, Oh, uh, Russia did the right thing by invading Afghanistan. I mean, oh, bam! Every Republican head. You know what's crazy is that Obama, because Democrats are so again uh, on the plus side, uh, comparatively uh, even keeled, thoughtful, eager to work with the other side, even when that puts you at a tremendous uh, disadvantage. Uh, Obama said that about Russia. He'd get primaried probably just on that. Somebody'd run. Yeah, right. I mean, if uh, Obama or any other Democrat had said. Well, I trust my generals because they're really good looking. <laughs> yeah. People, by the way, by the way, imagine if President Hillary Clinton had said that. Oh, and, yeah, and then yeah. Pete, the stories about aneurysms in her brain. Right. Oh, I mean, it'd be on. It'd be a wildfire. Right. I mean, we did stories about how Hillary Clinton was mentally addled in a race against Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then, but look to my credit. You <laughs> know, it's and it, this is like bragging about being mentally stable because it's such a low bar. Right. I was like, no, the other guy, the <laughs> other guy is mentally damaged. That's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. And what? Here's a, another thing that drives me crazy: FEMA camps. Like the fact that things are disproven, but it has no effect. Is amazing to me. You mean that there were no FEMA? There camps. were no FEMA camps. Right. But no one who ever thought there was FEMA camps then went. Said, you know what, Kali Chi? You know what? There were no FEMA camps. I guess Obama didn't want to put us all in Hobbit homes. Yeah. That turned out not to be part of huh. his agenda. Yeah. And you know what? Well, that's weird. The black helicopters never came. And who had Hobbit homes on his homepage? Like Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Yeah. Ted Cruz, who beat Beto O'Rourke, a serious person, right? Uh, Ted yep. Cruz had on his homepage the plan of Obama and others and the George Soros and others to facilitate a move to put people in the big cities, herd people into big cities so they could take over the land outside and, I don't know, raise pot. 
and uh, <laughs> and uh, and then make us all live in little tiny hobbit homes in the city where they could it control us. It was on his website. <clears throat> the words hobbit homes. Yeah, that the UN and and Obama had a plan to put us in hobbit homes. See, that's why I just don't think that Democrats know how to run at all. And I'm just so curious. Like, I just we need candidates like that run super aggressive, because. If I'm running against Ted Cruz, I t- I find that old portion of his website mm-hmm. and I bludgeon him with it politically. Yeah. I say, hey, Ted, um, how's your Hobbit home going? Right. I'd yeah. say it in a debate. You're still obsessed about Hobbit homes? Yeah, Ted? because you know, Ted, people who believe in conspiracy theories about uh, us being put into Hobbit homes, they belong in mental institutions. Yeah, I mean, right. I think you said. I mean, it's all about when you say be aggressive, and that's where I, I you know, I get an instantly desire to argue with you, because it just, it, it, you're right though. I agree with you. It's just how is that aggression channeled? You know, most people who get aggressive get in people's faces, mm-hmm. right? And I think ultimately there could be an exceptional candidate, but reasonable people lose that argument to unreasonable people because the unreasonable people will literally go anywhere, right? They never stop. They mm-hmm. just say something else, right? Mm-hmm. There's no moment where he goes, I don't know why I said Abbott Holmes. I'm sorry. I thought it would appeal to the crazy people who vote for me. I'm so ashamed. Right? You know? <laughs> Did you imagine? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean it just doesn't No, no, but I but I would stay on it. And I'd be like, Ted, you wrote Hobbit Holmes. Why? Right. Why did you like just explain to me your train of thought as to why you thought we would live? And in you know what would happen, and, and the journalists who I defend would eventually say, you know, all right, Congressman O'Rourke, let's get off the Hobbit homes, right? I think we yeah. all got it. You know, we, uh, you know, you're you're beating a dead horse, right? Yeah. And you know, and but no, you're letting a crazy person say something crazy and get away with it because yeah. the because endlessly challenging him on it is uncomfortable. Being yeah. aggressive, being the kind of aggressive. That, that I want anyway, and I presume that what you want, it, it is constantly uncomfortable. Yeah, if I was O'Rourke and the uh, moderator said that, I'd be like, look, look, I hear you, but I don't wanna let it go yet because I'm afraid that the Bal- Balrog would rise and create problems for Sauron. What do you say, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> okay, because look, this things, is- it. Those are the Hobbit references? Those are Lord of the Rings references, oh, as is Hobbit homes. Uh, <laughs> and I'd be like, look, obviously the issue is not Hobbit homes because note to Ted Cruz, they don't exist. Um, it's the mental instability of my opponent. Right. He is literally mentally unstable. He believes in conspiracy theories that are wildly irrational, and that is dangerous to have in the United States Senate. Yeah, that's right. No, that mean that'd be good. I, I I agree. It's just that it is hard. Mostly aggressiveness means getting in somebody's face and yelling. It's umpire going after manager. Yeah. No. Yeah. It could be done with a deft touch. Yeah. Not by me. But, we, but we've, <laughs> we've, what we've talked about before that 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 that, that whoever is is the standard bearer against uh, Trump, like they really need a you know the, the old old way of thinking was the vice president would do the you know the the uncomfortable stuff mm-hmm. of leaving the president above the fray and but but the vice president can't do it either. Like mm-hmm. it probably you know it needs to be it, it could be done if the if the candidate couldn't do it themselves. There have to be people on their campaign who will do it right. Yeah. Look, I'm not the guy because I've got another job, right? But uh, but they need a guy like me to just be vicious mm-hmm. and just like 
They have to get on but TV. But it's not, right, I mean, as you're saying vicious, but the point is not viciousness. I mean, Ted Cruz said Hobbit Holmes, Texas voters sort of, again, it was emblematic of the kind of thinking that he has, the kind of conspiracy, conspiratorial thinking that Ted Cruz engages in, that he thought, oh, this will be great. Or just complete disdain for the people who support it, right? Mm -hmm. I put it on there because those suckers will eat up anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's that ding, 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 we have a winner. And so if Ted, if Beto O'Rourke had a, you know, name it, communications director, campaign manager, that someone relevant enough for the press to pay attention to, and which just would not let Hobbit Holmes go, um, I think that that could have worked, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be Beto or the candidate, especially at the presidential level, because they have surrogates. And it's just, it's, we're in a very interesting time, and I don't know that I haven't heard a good answer. I don't know how to how to combat total. Freaking craziness! It gets very. It is yeah. you know. It's well. It's, yeah. For, first thing you have to do is call it by its name. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I sound like a Republican now. Yeah. It's called it by its name: Islamic radical terrorism. Okay. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. By the way, we said it. Is it has it gone away? By the way, how many times did Trump in that? By the way, real quick, you're, we'll get to your what you have to call it by its name. But Trump in that same Syria thing, he also said, "I don't care about Syria." Yeah. I mean, but I thought you were going to stamp out ISIS. That's where they are, right? Like what? Yeah, yeah, he said something even worse, actually. Um, what did he say? Um, uh, oh, that we're, that there's no winning in Syria. But there's no like, winning in Syria. Yeah, and so, well, I thought you said we won. Yeah, right. Guy's so dumb. Yeah. Like, if he wasn't president, I swear to God, I wouldn't say any of this stuff because I'd feel bad for him. I feel like, oh, that's he has special needs, right. right? I'm not like, like I'm serious about it, and that's what I mean about the Hobbit homes, etc. You call it by its name. This person is mental, okay? No, no, no. It's not. We're not having a conversation between a rational person or two rational people. We're having a conversation between a rational person and an insane person. Do you believe in Hobbit homes? If you do, you are a lunatic. You got to call. Hey, press, are you going to do your job or you're not going to do your yeah, job? So now I'm do say you believe there's Hobbit homes? Do you believe that that's a 50 50 proposition? Are you going to be neutral to that? Or are you going to say, yeah, Ted Cruz was maniacal? What? He regained sanity? What is it? Which you know, one is it? And, and so, and so I'll, I'm going to defend Hillary Clinton now because it's a, in a way I didn't. I think she was a, a terrible candidate for the time. I don't think she'd have been a terrible president, but I think she was a terrible candidate, but we'll never know. But she was completely, she was among the worst people, of which there are many on the Democratic side, to run against that kind of person. Mm -hmm. Like, she also got bad luck because she is particularly, her whole, and her whole campaign apparatus, particularly unable to deal with the nuanced weirdness that is Donald Trump, to know totally. how to respond to that. So she was, I mean, she would have, you know, John Kasich would have been a more formidable opponent because he's a very conservative guy who we don't agree with. But as I always say about John Kasich, he's interested in how government works, mm -hmm. right? He'd like a smaller government to work, but he likes making it go, right? Mm -hmm. He has different ideas about it, and his judges would blow and all those things. But uh, but she would be, but she could run a race against John Kasich. You yeah, know? no, no. She'd have turned. They'd have. They'd have made John Kasich seem like a, a misogynist. Right, you yeah. know, and it when Kasich would have been a little defensive about it because he's normal, and Kasich people would have been outraged because it's almost certainly not true, and and it would be a little dirty trick by the Clinton people. But that's how they that they know how to run that campaign. No, she definitely would have beat the establishment candidates. Yeah, I think she an establishment been. Democrat versus an establishment Republican. Establishment Democrat's going to win. 
and populist Democrat versus an establishment Republican, it's gonna be a landslide. But a populist Republican against an establishment Democrat is the only hope the Republicans have. And that's exactly what happened. And even then they lost by over 3 million votes, but just snaked by Barely yeah, for an electoral and, college. And so a win. more, uh, a more uh, right, and we we think, uh, you know, at least I think, a more popular, uh, sort of less reviled, rightly or wrongly, mostly wrongly reviled candidate, um, uh, still would have beat him. I mean, it was the perfect storm. Right, we've said it a zillion times. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and so, uh, she, she uh, didn't know how to react, but like. But nobody does. Nobody part does, right. part of it is that it's why the media didn't know how to react. It's why the media put put you know the Trump's uh, empty podium on for twenty five minutes. I mean, I got it. They 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 they're driven solely by ratings, but they didn't think step two. They weren't they they didn't know what was happening. They still kept applying the normal rules. Well, the process will vet this guy out, right? Yeah, I thought so too. Of course, I, I could run time. against them. I could run against them. You know why? Because I say things like I could run against them. Look, man, because, I would have said the notion, know, real quick, the notion that if you said that you could beat the Republican candidate for president in 2012, like Mitt Romney or John uh -huh. McCain, I would have, we would have had an argument. I'd have been like, oh, it's crazy, right? Yeah. But I mean, Donald Trump won. Of course you could beat him. No yeah. question. And anybody yeah. who doesn't think you could beat him, they're crazy. I th you yeah. would beat him. You yeah. Know, yeah. And, and so, because you need confidence, guys, you need swagger. So when he insults you, when you insult him back, you shouldn't do it tepidly. You shouldn't be like, uh, uh, but you have a small hand, right? That's right. right yeah. No, no, no. You got to come in, and you can't be like, you know, the little. I dropped a one-liner on there. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Hillary loved those lines that sounded like, you know, they were they were brainstorming about them for the last seventy-two hours yeah. to prank it out for the debate, and they were painful, right? That's not swagger. That's anti-swagger. Yeah. And so, look, when I, you market test a line. You lose all swagger. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You just gotta roll, man. And and so Marco Rubio with his little hands comments right. and stuff, and, and then looking at the camera like mm -hmm. landed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then getting scared and running back. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. So sad. No, you gotta actually believe the insults. Mm -hmm. You gotta punch him in the face. I want to punch him in the face. So that's the only reason why I keep saying don't sleep on Ojeda, right? Because there, there's a guy who's a natural puncher. And so he he and so Bernie and Elizabeth Warren they need some sort of punchers on their side. They just need punchers. And like really like Yeah, Bernie didn't punch. No, he didn't. And look, arguably it's what made him more endearing and a really well-liked candidate and gave him the success that he had. Mm -hmm. And arguably, he could have won if he just thrown a couple of punches. Maybe, maybe, but then again, he would have undermined the thing. Yeah, that yeah, that's why it's from, arguable. Took him from obscurity to. Yeah, look, he was so obscure. That's the you know all these Democrats of the ten most known ones now, right? I mean, there's some very obscure ones that are certainly as obscure as Bernie, but those top ten or top twelve, they're far better known than Bernie was in the beginning, 2015. That's right. He had so much to overcome. The fact that he still doesn't get credit for how much he overcame is another alternative facts of the mainstream media that drives me crazy. Right, I mean, that he, that he didn't go the way of of Jim Webb and Lincoln Chafee and Martin O'Malley who hung around yeah. a little longer, but that he, right, that he got you know 40% of the time. Why, why did Bernie Sanders, an obscure politician that you had no regard for at all, well, why did he get 46% of the Democratic primary vote? That's, that's a stunning number. It's, why didn't Martin O'Malley, why didn't Martin O'Malley?
Like the fact that the media has not really reflected on that at all, it's amazing. Is that what he got, 46%? Yeah. And they turned it around like, oh, see that? He wasn't even really that close. 46 to 54, that's actually eight points. <laughs> but wait a minute, you thought he'd get 1%. He got 46%. Did that not give you pause? Hey, maybe I got something a little wrong here. Right? Nobody's a gambler. Like, you know, like if you and I had bet on Bernie and we'd got we'd have gotten 34 and a half points. You know, yeah, we'd yeah. Been like eight, we crushed it. Right. That's you know? right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, I got so mad at Politico today, <laughs> beginning of many sentences in Young Turks history. Um, because they did a piece on Elizabeth Warren saying, well, she's got the same problems Hillary Clinton does. Yeah, that was a, that piece. What was, the fuck are you talking about? And that's what I mean, Ben. I don't know. Do they not know politics at all? Do they not know that Elizabeth Warren and Hillary Clinton are not remotely similar? Well, what they like know. that's I really I literally don't understand. Like I get that their establishment. I've talked about it a billion times. People are tired of me talking about it. But like, do they not know their policy positions? Are they writers no, and they editors of Politico? But that was a. I mean, that article was a. a um, that wasn't a policy article. That was a style over substance article, and that's what it was about. And they knew that people would talk about it, right? Elizabeth Warren, she's the first major candidate to announce that she's running, right? So she got out of the gate early. She got some press on that. That was a smart move. And then they compare her to Hillary because they're both women of exactly the same age, both want to be and with reasonable chance to become the first female president. So, and there's this sense among the DC establishment that she is. Aloof of Elizabeth Warren, and mostly that is because, in a sense, to some extent, like the old version of Hillary, she's super into policy. Elizabeth Warren, mm -hmm. and she has no interest and in, has never shown any interest in her time in the Senate of walking the halls of the Senate and talking to every reporter who wants to ask her a question. She's not interested in that. It is one of the reasons to like Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, no, the fact that they don't, the Washington establishment doesn't like her is a great, great. Uh, Sign for her, uh, and yeah. Last thing on that is uh, she. Uh, if they would never write that story about Kamala Harris, they'd be afraid to write that story about Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris has the same problems as Hillary Clinton. She's not likable. No, you're not going to write that article, okay? Because you think there's going to be consequences if you write that article. With Elizabeth Warren, progressives they have no power. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're paranoid in that sense, but I, I hear you. I don't think they would because I think the the, the racial component would scare them off that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's because they think she has no power. I mean, I, certainly, I don't think it's they think the progressives they have no power. I, I, again, I don't. I, I don't. I don't even think it's a hurtful article to Elizabeth Warren in the sense that things are so. You know, my what my reaction was to that was Hillary people saying who I like saying. Are you out of your mind? You're gonna, what is this? What is this? Oh, what you know what, I'm of, glad you said yeah, that. Yeah. I, and I didn't get a chance to talk about it on the show. So super last thing on this, uh, I yeah, Neera Tandon, Joan Walsh, uh, Brian yeah. Fallon, all saying off Politico. That's right, yeah. Right, mm -hmm. was great. Yeah, that's right. And so I don't agree with Neera Tandon and, and Joan Walsh when it comes to within the Democratic Party. We're, mm -hmm. we're almost never going to agree, okay? Uh, and. But sorry, but the fact that all of them were like, no, don't do that to Elizabeth Warren. Right. This is obviously sexist. You're That's just right. saying yeah. it, comparing them because they're women. Go right, good on you. God bless your heart. 
okay? All right, last political thing, and then we'll back, get back to uh, lighter topics. Uh, Wesley Bell uh, won the uh, pro, uh, St. Louis prosecutor office. Uh, he beat Bob McCullough. And Bob McCullough's oh, I'm the sorry guy. Sorry to see Bob McCullough go. Yeah, yeah. Bob McCullough was a jerk of the year one year. Uh, uh, he because he chose not, um, not to prosecute the uh, the pro. He didn't uh, even the, try really. Yeah. yeah. No, it was actually worse than that. The cops that shot Michael Brown and Ferguson, he uh, brought them to a grand jury and then only gave the defense. Yeah. Which a prosecutor never does. Yeah. It was unprecedented. Okay. And uh, so, uh, and a couple of people had backed him up in that case, and the he veterans. Went, he went to the grand jury to be able to say, "I went to the grand jury, and they couldn't indict." Yeah, he went deliberately to undermine the possibility of his own indictment, while thinking he could hide behind the fact that he went to the grand jury. Yeah, it's clearly intentional. Yeah, it was not a cute trick. And the person that uh, apparently helped him in that endeavor was Kathy Alizade. There's no way that's how you pronounce it, but anyway. Uh, I don't know anything about her except that uh, she helped um, in that sh charade, uh, okay, if you will. Uh, and um, Wesley Bell, the new prosecutor that beat McCullough in the elections, came in. He's like, Kathy, you're fired. You're fired, right? Okay, and a couple other ones mm -hmm. uh, that were in that same, you know, supporting Bob McCullough. Let's not, mm -hmm. you know, shake things up here. And and one of them even said like, hey, Wesley Bell, it's a mistake that the voters made, they don't understand. Who, who did, was Wesley Bell, I remember I read about him some time ago. Did he, did, was he a prosecutor, did he work for McCullough? No, he was a, a defense attorney. Okay. Okay, so he is, and one of the guys that were the in the department were like, Oh, he you know he doesn't have any experience in the courtroom. They're like, no, he's tried like seventy cases, right, yeah. just not on your side. <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I forget if he worked as a prosecutor too. I'll have to look that up. Sorry about that. I don't remember the exact details of that right now. Uh, but anyway, he might have worked as a prosecutor, but not inside the courtroom. So it doesn't matter. He came in and he cleaned house. Um, oh, I love that. I love when progressives. He was come a in. municipal prosecutor, so he was a yeah. municipal prosecutor. But he also he hadn't just been a defense attorney; he was a public defender. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I love when progressives act strong. And we got a bunch of super progressive, super strong uh, uh, prosecutors across the country now: Krasner in Philly, Wesley Bell in St. Louis, and they're cleaning house. And I love to see the establishment cry. It's my favorite thing in the world. And so they're like, oh, no, but you can't do that. Mm, no, wrong again, Bob. <laughs> I can do that. In fact, I just did it. They're fired. Okay, so, and they're like, oh, we're going to consult with our lawyers. Have at it, Hoss. We've got more. <laughs> okay, so, ah, yes. Um, okay, so that's that. Uh, now, back to uh, lighter topics. Um Oh well, should I go to dog owners here? It's a it's a, a controversial topic. No, I'll skip that for a second. Okay, uh, have you seen this? I, I believe it's a show. I don't believe it's a movie, and I don't believe it's a character. I think it's the name of the show, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be. Um, it's just called Hunter Killer. I have not. I'm unfamiliar with Hunter Killer. And it has like here, Google it. It has like real actors in it, uh, and it's not about a hunter. It's like about a, like they're on a sub or something. Mm -hmm. And I saw it and I was like, no, that's it. Hollywood has officially jumped a shark. 
like in mass, right? American submarine captain Joe Glass is on the hunt for a U.S. sub in distress in the Arctic Ocean. He soon learns that a secret Russian coup is in the offing, a conspiracy that threatens to dismantle the world order. With crew and country on the line, Glass must assemble an elite group of Navy SEALs to sneak through the enemy waters, rescue the kidnapped Russian president, and prevent World War III. But Donald Trump has revealed identities of that Navy SEAL team, so they're a bit of a conundrum. Oh, so it's a movie, this is a, a motion oh, picture. Oh, it is, it's I a thought, movie. I thought it was, a, you, you, yeah. And who's in it, does it say? Uh, no, it doesn't say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's gonna say. Okay. No, I'm saying like, is it in front of you? That <laughs> no, wasn't in front of me, I gotta, okay. look, I gotta look it up. Okay. Um, uh, oh, Gerard Butler. Yeah, yeah, Gerard, yeah. Gerard Butler, movie. Gary Oldman, Common, Linda Cardellini, love Linda Cardellini. Yeah, it's, that's a real movie. Yeah, right? real movie. Yeah, it's called Hunter Killer. <laughs> You're like, ah, by the way, how, how, by the way, if it's called Hunter Killer, then and he plays Captain Joe Glass, how's the guy's name not Captain Joe Hunter? You know. Yeah, yeah, why is it Hunter? Like, they're just like, yeah. subtlety. We're done with it, okay? We're just like, what is the two worst things you, names you get? Like, how about Hunter? Uh, good, good, but not good enough. Give me some, killer, not bad, not bad. Wait a minute, what if we put them together? But that makes no sense. Why would the title be Hunter Killer? Doesn't I, have to make sense. I, um, uh, I didn't see it, it's already out. It's probably available soon on, uh, it was released in October, so I can probably see it. Uh, a submarine movie has to be horrible for me not to think it's good. Yes, in fact, that's something I wanna to talk to you about. Uh, buffets, mm -hmm. okay, same exact rule. Uh, it has to be terrible for it not to be enticing. That's right, Oh yeah, well, enticing, it's always enticing, it's a buffet. Yeah, yeah. So I went to a buffet the other day, and I was like, "This is totally subpar," and I'm gonna have it. Yeah, of course. Because I'm like, I mean, look, it's subpar, but I want that and, and that. They're gonna have mashed and potatoes that. and gravy and banana pudding. Like, no, that's <laughs> you nailed it. God damn it, Ben, you're an American, and you know this country. Uh, they had banana pudding. I'm like, how well, bad? How bad can it be? I'm like, what? A, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm yeah. like, on banana pudding alone. No, banana pudding alone. Whatever. They'll have turkey. They'll put some gravy on it. Mashed potatoes. You want to get a burger? You want a little pizza? Oh, and by was, the way, don't get the pizza at a buffet. It's that is always substandard. Sometimes in Vegas they have like you know they'll have, they'll have something a little extra. I've thing. never I've never done a buffet in Vegas. I take it back. I'm not sure you are an American. <laughs> I don't. The line, the line is always too long. I know, but it's not anymore. I mean, is that right? I, I just I feel like that was. But so I always I love the coffee shops in Vegas, so I would much rather just go and sit and be waited on. Even though I, I like a buffet, I don't. I just, in a sense, it's indefensible. I hear you. Yeah, I know it is. It is a little indefensible. <laughs> Maybe I'll go this. Like time the lines are trip. too long. Is so 1999. Like, yeah, people got it, there's buffets. Like before it was like, oh my God, have you heard of the buffet at the Bellagio? Like, it's like no one has ever seen a buffet like that ever on the planet before, you must go see it. There are three-headed crabs and they are delicious and the most, yeah, I got it. And they'd be like a two-hour line. Now people are like, yeah, I got it, it's a buffet. Oh, it's, right, right, it's a buffet, I, I, and like, I, how hungry do I need to be to go to all you can eat? Like also, yeah. the only way you can, all you can eat makes sense, or is is if you're that hungry. I never let myself get that hungry, but you know why? We live in America. <laughs> There's food available, yeah. and the cheap food is frequently quite delicious. Yeah, so that's good. But you know, I go to the buffet for the exact opposite reason. Okay, 
which is that I like being full. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, because I like that I can just get small portions. Yeah, see, I think of Vegas buffet. I don't think of Vegas buffet and buffet restaurant in the same, I just don't think of it totally differently. Vegas buffet feels like a $35, 53-minute wait uh -huh. that I'm not interested in. When yeah. they have these great coffee shops and you sit and uh -huh. they come and they bring you an Americano uh -huh. and they'll bring you some... Uh -huh. Some, you know, I like going there, but mm -hmm. I'll go. But I love a buffet, but I like, you know, a cafeteria more than a buffet. Cafeteria, my happiest place on earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think buffet's happiest place on earth. Uh, but I, it's a fair, it's a fair competition. But I mean, a cafeteria and a buffet—that's basically. I, it's their like buffet is a fancy cafeteria. They, it's like the difference between over easy and sunny side up. Okay, but you have a problem with sunny side up. I don't have a problem with cafeteria. I'm just telling you, buffets. I just like up. that you get to the in the cafeteria. You get to the. I mean, buffet—you can eat anything you've already paid for. In cafeteria—you got to pay for each thing. But still, you get to the thing, and you're like. I mean that red Jello, like they put extra dye in it. It'll, I don't really like Jello, but it looks so good there. It's so refreshing. Yeah, and I have to be fair. And, and but you have to get the banana pudding and the chocolate pudding. So you're like, I'm not going to eat all three, but I'm eat some all three. That's my point. Right. I'm going to sample. Right. That's what you do. Okay. It, right. And and uh, I have to be fair to the last buffet that I was at. It was banana bread pudding, which oh. is a step. Significantly up from banana pudding. Yeah, sure. I love, I love, I love uh, banana bread. Is the best. Banana bread pudding is near the very top of the food echelon. Yeah, I love. I mean, that sounds delicious as long as they don't, as usual. You know, banana bread is a is a ten. Like good hot banana mm -hmm. bread, and then you eat a walnut, and you're like, hey man, what's this doing here? <laughs> I'm not sure I agree. I like walnuts, but I, but I hear what you're saying. I'm no, not. I'm, I'm not, not throwing off. I don't my. like walnuts, but I'm not. I'm not, this is not an anti-walnut thing. I just, what place does it have there? It has no place there. Hmm, yeah, it's an arguable position. Uh, I hear you. Um, so, but like, it's just, it's, but I think that my point is well received, which is that buffets by definition are irresistible. That's right. uh, if you make the mistake of looking at them for too long, uh, they're like uh, Medusa. You know, it's They funny. will turn you into stone and you will be like, you know, I, I must get it because my love is cafeterias, and 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 I, you know, I, when I'm ever I'm on one of the studio lots here, like to see a movie, or in the rare case to actually have a meeting that doesn't go anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. I always, almost always, if I can, but ninety percent of the time, I stay for a meal because I'm on the lot, you know, and so I'll duck into, mm -hmm. you know, you go to the to the you know, you go to the Sony. I don't even know if there is one at Sony, but you go Fox, you go to the cafeteria. It's so do you, have you ever been to uh, Google or Facebook or Twitter uh, headquarters uh, where they have a cafeteria slash buffet? I, I don't think I have, no. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, where, you know, I have an office in Burbank and, and, and the, the Warner Brothers cafe. It's great. It's great. No, it's, it's Valhalla. Yeah, it's, but, it's where, but that said, when I'm driving on the road and I see hometown buffet, why don't I think, why don't I just go in? Yeah, no, it's not about hometown buffet that that's right. I get a sort of, I get, a, I get a, uh, they don't want to bake a cake for gay people feel from it. Uh, uh, but I don't know that that's true. Uh, I think I do too, but right. I never but maybe verbalized it. But maybe that's crazy, and we should yeah. just go and have turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes Here's and banana chance. pudding and think, well, this is great. Now I'm going to go back and I'm going to have some soup for no reason, but because I want to try it. Maybe we've been terribly unfair to hometown Maybe buffet. Maybe we've been fair to hometown. Unfair you to know, home. I, I wanna, 
I, I don't want to apologize quite yet. I want to look into them. <laughs> Something tells me that there's some, yeah. somebody will tell us. But but there's some chance we've been bigoted toward hometown buffet. I'm looking up hometown buffet <laughs> politics. Not a very not, not a Google search. Yeah. Well, there's first of no, all, they, they there's no for, way that they're not kissing cousins with Hobby Lobby. That's what I was. I think of them as Hobby Lobby, but maybe that's just because it's they two words and it starts with H. H O. H O. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, look. Uh, they apparently they're uh, they, they filed for a bankruptcy. Ah, see. But there's still that's, some open. There's one uh, uh, hometown buffet. There's one in Westchester. There's mm -hmm. one in Burbank. We should go. Hmm. Well, says, well, before it's too late. All you can eat comfort food. That sounds amazing. Yeah, all you can eat, comfort, food. I mean, I don't see where they went wrong. I yeah, mean, I don't know what, why. Yeah, that's so funny. I wonder if we, like, we really were politically wrongly biased against Hometown Buffet. But I think you nailed it. Um, I, maybe the other part uh, is that is it a, feels too gigantic. I feel like yeah, I would right. walk out of Hometown Buffet so stuffed yeah. that it would be like, have an unhealthy feeling. Also, hometown buffet. My dad was so my dad was the smartest guy in the world. But my dad always said, "Don't take pic, don't take if you got to take pictures of your food." Um, uh, he doesn't like to eat at any restaurant that took pictures of the food. Oh, that's okay. the anti Wendy rule. Yeah. I'll get to Wendy rule. Uh, and I am looking at all the photos from hometown buffet, and it just makes you not want to go. Uh -huh. Like they can't eat. Like I mean, you're taking. First of all, I mean, I can just tell you right now. Like just look at that picture, right? Uh -huh. Like. Hey man, hire a professional photographer. Wow, those pictures are terrible. They te they're terrible. Ter wow. Right. Like, wow. They like, put them want, in there. I don't want that. I don't, I don't and I don't want that. That doesn't look good. That salad looks ridiculous, and I love a salad. None of this looks good. Like, but wow. you know, but like you go to some places, even Bob's Big Boy, like Bob's Big Boy, they know, and the commercials, you know, for like the, you know, it's why Carl's Jr. spends a lot of money on those commercials, because they make that burger look. Delicious. Then you get that $6 burger. And you're like, this is not the thing that Paris Hilton had dripping all over. It doesn't even <laughs> resemble that. But you got to hire a professional photographer. This looks like you got Chip who works Thursday through Sunday from 3 to 11 and he took his iPhone and took pictures of your fried chicken. Yeah, well, that's because he's part-timing at Hobby Lobby. He's what? Because he's part-timing at, <laughs> part at Hobby Lobby. He's part-timing at Hobby Lobby, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, the Wendy rule is... Uh, that she almost will not eat at a restaurant that does not take pictures of its food. No, that's insane. Okay, so she believes, no, I, I should be able to see the thing that I'm going to eat. And if you don't, can't even give me that basic service, well, how, do, how would I know what it is? How would I know what it looks like? How would I know what it, like you tell me it's a burger, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> So if a restaurant has pictures, she's like, okay, now, yeah. yeah, well, look, this one here looks good, and so does this one. I don't We're like to here. quibble with uh, Wendy in absentia, but uh, yeah. I was wrong again, Bob. <laughs> okay, uh, all right, podcast. We got to let you guys know. Go, uh, Ben. I'm going to talk to you. Yeah, dude, let's hit the controversy about dog owners. They're a bit much. Uh, <laughs> ben is one of them. So it'll be quite the controversy. Podcast guys, much love. TYT.com slash join. I'm very thirsty. To become a member. Hometown. Thanks for listening to this free clip of Old School. To get the full episodes and more exclusive content, become a TYT member today. You'll love it. Join now at TYT.com slash join.